God is an ever-present help in the time of trouble. Oh, the immeasurable value of childlike faith in Christ. As is with all of us, troubles will come. But to the born again, troubles are stepping stones to continually escalating heights of excellence. Proverbs 4.18 But the path of the just is as the shining light that shineth more and more unto the perfect day. What a consolation to call upon the God of your making and receive the correct answers, albeit sometimes the answer is no. Consider the staggering magnitude of Mark chapter eleven twenty three through 26. For verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Therefore I say unto you, what things soever ye desire when ye pray, believe that ye receive them, and ye shall have them. And when ye stand praying, forgive, if ye have aught against any, that your Father also which is in heaven may forgive you your trespasses. But if ye do not forgive, neither will your Father which is in heaven forgive your trespasses. The absoluteness of these words is breathtaking. I'm reminded of the old preacher's story of the young boy who knelt on his knees before bedtime and commanded the mountain in the backyard to be cast into the sea. When he arose the next morning, he peeked under the window blinds and said, Just what I thought, it's still there. Troubles are common to all, but the troubles of the born-again are ordained of God for the purpose of trying and perfecting our childlike faith. Troubles come not uh, that they would overcome us, but to the contrary, we overcome the devil by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony. First Peter chapter 5, verse 10, But the God of all grace, who hath called us unto his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after that ye have suffered a while, make you perfect, establish, strengthen, settle you. Hebrews 2, 9 and 10, But we see Jesus who was made a little lower than the angels for the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor, that he by the grace of God should taste death for every man. For it became him for whom are all things, and by whom are all things, and bringing many sons unto glory, to make the captain of their salvation perfect through sufferings. The God of the born again, he is that ever-present help in the time of trouble. Trouble is on the way. Get your solution in place. Have you been born again? Are you ready for a brand new father, a brand new name, and a brand new life full of grace and truth? Are you ready to have all your sins and shame expunged from your record and even the guilt from your memory? You can have all this today. Click on the Further with Jesus for childlike instructions and immediate entry into the kingdom of God. Now for today's subject. God said, Genesis 1-1, In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. God said, Genesis chapter 1-20 through 27, And God said, Let the waters bring forth abundantly the moving creature that hath life, and fowl that may fly above the earth in the open firmament of heaven. And God created great whales, and every living creature that moveth, which the waters brought forth abundantly after their kind, and every winged fowl after his kind. And God saw that it was good. 
And God blessed them, saying, Be fruitful and multiply, and fill the waters in the seas, and let fowl multiply in the earth. And the evening and the morning were the fifth day. And God said, Let the earth bring forth the living creature after his kind, cattle and creeping thing, and beast of the earth after his kind, and it was so. And God made the beast of the earth after his kind, and cattle after their kind, and everything that creepeth upon the earth after his kind. And God saw that it was good. And God said, Let us make man in our image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him, male and female created he them. Man said, life is an accident that happens from time to time, the ultimate free lunch. Now the record. Never, never has the word of God ever been anything but the truth. Yet the sons and daughters of Adam are continually deceived and stampeded by foolishness. The challengers of the word of God have never proven the tenets of their unbelief, and they never will, because their antichrist positions are not truth. Satan parades his champions before the sons of men daily, much like the giant Goliath of old, but all it took was a young lad full of faith and one smooth stone to drop that giant, just one smooth stone. Carnaldom's positions are in a constant state of flux. His truth of yesterday is debunked by his truth of today, and his truth of today will be debunked by his truth of tomorrow. But real truth never changes. Jesus speaks in John fourteen six and declares, Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Jesus Christ is the truth, and truth never changes. He is the stone Daniel the prophet speaks of that is cut out of the top of the mountain without hands and destroys the evil kingdoms of this earth. Even though the vast majority of America believes in God and the Bible, Satan is making inroads from all directions. There are deist evolutionists, for example, who believe in evolution but attribute the building materials to God. There are many in the faith who embrace a billions of years timeline in Jesus' name when the scriptures clearly define a six, 24-hour day creation of the entire universe just over 6,000 years ago. Try as they might, it just won't work. A few paragraphs from the God Said, Man Said feature, Evolution is Dead, They Just Forgot to Bury the Corpse, follows. Before 1859 and Charles Darwin, the prevailing view of man was that the age of the earth was young, about 5,850 years or so. Darwin was a former theology student who turned materialist. His first book, The Origin of the Species, catapulted him into the status of the father of the doctrine of evolution. It's hard to fathom how this untenable, unprovable theory ever saw the light of day. It's another testimony of the polluted heritage of Adam and Eve. Eve believed the lie of Satan, rejected God's word, and Adam followed suit. Ever since then, it's been like mother, like daughter, like father, like son. Believing lies is easy. It's a simple matter of heritage, thus the necessity of being born again. See further with Jesus on this website. 
Evolution has effectively promoted the causes of atheism, Lenin and Trotsky's communism, Adolf Hitler's deranged mind, racism, immorality, and devil possession, just to name a few obvious categories. But I have great news for you. Evolution is dead. They just forgot to bury the corpse. Scientists with impressive credentials are leaving the doctrines of evolution. Unfortunately, no one has informed the general public. In the feature we're quoting from, 38 notables in the field of science are quoted below, find nine of them. Evolutionist Michael Denton, the complexity of the simplest known type of cell is so great that it is impossible to accept that such an object could have been thrown together suddenly by some kind of freakish, vastly improbable event. Such an occurrence would be indistinguishable from a miracle. Evolutionist Lord Zolly Zuckerman Students of fossil primates have not been distinguished for caution. The record is so astonishing that it is legitimate to ask whether much science is in this field at all. Sir Fred Hoyle, astronomer, cosmologist, and mathematician. I have little hesitation in saying that a sickly pail now hangs over the Big Bang Theory. Pierre-Paul Grasset, evolutionist. No matter how numerous they may be, mutations do not produce any kind of evolution. Arthur Kostler, author. In the meantime, the educated public continues to believe that Darwin has provided all the relevant answers by the magic formula of random mutations plus natural selection, quite unaware of the fact that random mutations turned out to be irrelevant and natural selection a tautology. Lyle Watson, Ph.D., evolutionist. Modern apes seem to have sprung up out of nowhere. They have no yesterday, no fossil record. And the true origin of modern humans is, if we are to be honest with ourselves, an equally mysterious matter. Evolutionist S. Lubtrop. Micro-mutations do occur, but the theory that these alone can account for evolutionary change is either falsified, or else it is an unfalsifiable, hence metaphysical theory. I suppose that nobody will deny that it is a great misfortune if an entire branch of science becomes addicted to a false theory, but this is what has happened in biology. I believe that one day the Darwinian myth will be ranked the greatest deceit in the history of science. When this happens, many people will pose the question, how did this ever happen? Malcolm Muggeridge, well-known philosopher. The theory of evolution will be one of the great jokes in the history books of the future. Posterity will marvel that so flimsy and dubious an hypothesis could be accepted with the incredible credulity that it has End of quote. Frank Sherwin, senior lecturer and science writer for the Institute for Creation Research, made some interesting insights in the February 2013 feature of the publication Acts and Facts. The title of the four-page spread is God's Amazing Invertebrates. The missing links are still missing. Several paragraphs follow for your perusal. Evolutionist Stephen Miller and John Harley in their 2010 zoology text commented, Great disagreement exists, however, about how the animal phyla are related to one another. The reason for this ongoing great disagreement 
is that the animal phyla are not related to one another in any Darwinian sense. In other words, what we see in the fossil record is great discontinuity among plant and animal groups as predicted by the creation model, rather than the continuity evolution assumes. Not only is there a healthy disparity among the proposed evolutionary interrelationships of animal groups, but common ancestors, the missing links, are still unknown over 150 years after the publication of Darwin's infamous book. Occasionally, evolutionists protest that it would be extremely rare to find any soft-bodied creatures that would link groups together. But in recent years, more soft tissue and fossils are being unearthed. Impressions of soft tissues and sedimentary rock continue to be discovered and indicate that one, soft tissue can be fossilized, two, the process of fossilization must be quite rapid, as in a flood, and three, these creatures have always been the same throughout supposed geologic history, with the possibility of extinction. This article will address some of the more popular invertebrates, animals without backbones. Sometimes beautiful, sometimes deadly, they are creatures designed with exceeding complexity. They appear in sedimentary rocks, complete and fully formed, and there is no sign that they have evolved from ancient ancestors. Phylum Anthropoda Anthropods, insects, spiders, and crustaceans are members of the largest animal phylum, the Anthropoda. These creatures make up almost 85% of living animals and represent the majority of the fossil record. God designed anthropods with jointed, paired appendages and an external skeleton, an exoskeleton, composed of a unique compound called chitin. No evolutionist would expect chitin to survive in primordial fossils due to its chemical degradation, and yet evidence of vestigial chitin was recently found in a fossil scorpion and a fossil eurypterid. This is hardly amazing if these sediments, supposedly deposited millions of years ago, were actually laid down by the Genesis flood 4,500 or so years ago. In 2009, evolutionist Larry Roberts and John Genovi wrote, As might be expected from anthropods' long evolutionary history and extreme diversity, establishment of evolutionary relationships, especially among the more inclusive taxa, is a challenge that has occupied many scientists ever since Darwin's time. The authors of another textbook state only that anthropods may have evolved from an extinct group called the lobopods. God designed the Lopodian is a complex multicellular animal with bilateral symmetry, a gut, and coordinated legs. There is no indication that anything evolved from it. A fossil Lobopodian displays no evolution for the supposed 200 million years of its existence, and four evolutionists recently wrote, The morphology has not changed in any significant aspect. If the tardigrades, the water bear dressed below, and velvet worms of today are allegedly counterparts of Lopodian, then where is the evidence of evolution? There has been no change from the lower Cambrian and onward. Where did the water bear come from? In their zoology text, Cleveland Hickman and his fellow authors are diffident, stating, Evolutionary relationships among ectozozoans example, phylum tardigrada and anthropoda, are not well understood. Claus Nielsen states that 
tardigrade relationships to other groups has been debated. It would seem that tardigrades have always been tardigrades, with fossils from the Middle Cambrium that strongly resembles living tardigrades. As predicted by creation scientists, there is nothing simple regarding these curious creatures. Nielsen writes that they are complicated, complex, and have extraordinary abilities. How about the trilobites? There are at least 56 families of trilobites composed of about 3,900 species, about 70% of the known Cambrium species of metazoans. Their size normally ranges from 1 to 4 inches, but some fossils are as much as 39 inches long. But small or large, they suddenly appear as 100% trilobites with no indication of gradual evolution. For example, eight fossils recently found in Ordovician sediments are all trilobites. Evolutionists had hoped a fossil creature called Pravana corina found in the Etacaran, the topmost portion of the Precambrian, would be the much sought after missing link to the trilobite. This turned out not to be the case. Crustaceans. The crustaceans include the delicious shrimp, crab, and lobster. What is the origin of these succulent orthopods? The first fossil representatives found in Cambrian rocks, such as the abundant morella of the Burgess Shale, are 100% crustacean, with no indication that they evolved from a non-crustacean ancestor. End of quote. Mr. Sherwin goes on to address several other invertebrates, but the results are the same. There are no missing links. Mr. Sherwin concludes, Looking at these popular invertebrates, we say they are amazingly sophisticated and, as predicted by creationists, complete wherever they are found in the fossil record. There is clearly variation within these separate groups, as in, for example, the large range of trilobite families. But these designed creatures remain within their basic kinds and display a discontinuity of both form and function. Over 150 years have passed since the publication of Darwin's The Origin of the Species, and yet the secular community of scientists is unable to provide a compelling evolutionary sequence for any of the various kinds of invertebrates. The missing links are still missing. As Paul tells us in Romans chapter 1, verse 20, our all-wise creator designed our amazing invertebrates with a complexity that is clearly seen. End of quote. Man's unbelief takes on its forms of sophistication, but the end result is so predictable. They haven't found the missing link. They haven't proved the Big Bang. They haven't proved a universe that is billions of years old, that man evolved from slime, that hummingbirds were once dinosaurs, and that water buffaloes evolved into whales. They just haven't. If that weren't bad enough, the scientific community actually takes pride in the errors. They are constantly in a state of flux. The wonderful word of God, on the other hand, never changes and is true and righteous altogether. Hebrews thirteen eighteen. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday and today and forever. Hebrews eleven six. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is the rewarder of them that diligently seek him. God said, Genesis 1.1, In the beginning God created the heaven and the earth. God said, Genesis 1, 
verses 20 through 27. And God said, Let the waters bring forth abundantly the moving creature that hath life, and fowl that may fly above the earth in the open firmament of heaven. And God created great whales, and every living creature that moveth, which the waters brought forth abundantly after their kind, and every wing fowl after his kind. And God saw that it was good. And God blessed them, saying, Be fruitful and multiply, and fill the waters in the seas, and let fowl multiply in the earth. And the evening and the morning were the fifth day. And God said, Let the earth bring forth the living creature after his kind, cattle and creeping thing, and beast of the earth after his kind, and it was so. And God made the beast of the earth after his kind, and cattle after their kind, and everything that creepeth upon the earth after his kind, and God saw that it was good. And God said, Let us make man in our image, and after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image, and the image of God created he him, male and female, created he them. Man said, life is an accident that happens from time to time, the ultimate free lunch. Now you have the record.